Oklahoma Files contains explicit language and graphic sexual descriptions, and it's very, very gay. Episode 10 of The Homophiles. It's officially October. Yay! It's our favorite month, obviously, because of Halloween. So happy Halloween month to all you freaks. We love it, and we love you, and Halloween rules. So this week is a continuation of last week's fully recorded episode where we split it in half because otherwise it would have been too long. So if you are just tuning in, we recommend starting from the beginning because things have gotten a bit plot intensive. Although, eh, whatever. We want to give a content warning for violence against women in this episode. It's a little over halfway through. Again, I don't have the exact timestamp yet because I haven't finished editing, but I will have the timestamp in the description. So if you want to skip out that part, just check that out in the description and you can do that easily. That being said, we um, I'm not exactly sure if we'll have one episode left or two episodes left, but we are very close to the end of this season, which is wild. If you have any feedback or ideas or suggestions, we would really love to hear it. Most of you probably know how to get in touch with us, but I'll say it again. The easiest way is to tweet us at Homopod. So I think that's it. And let's get on with the episode. Terry and Carl were confronted with their trouble in the guise of Terry's wife, Sharon. How did Sharon react when that other chick was really into her? She, like, was friends with Alice, and Alice was saying, like, she's tried to make moves or something, right? I think it was just that she was like, I'm not... Yeah, she's just like, I'm not gay. Okay. But that was, like, Terry was threatening to sue her for being gay, even though she wasn't, and Terry is. Mm -hmm. Which is yeah. awful all, all around. Just everything in that is bad. Yeah. It was so bad. Right. But she wasn't like, oh, that's disgusting. Or like, Sharon. I don't think I'm just trying so. to figure out how much I need to hate her. Because Polly, poof, she seems terrible. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I yeah. don't hate Sharon yet. I don't hate Sharon yet. She's weirdly suspicious that Terry was cheating on her. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's moved out. Yes. Yeah, because she's gay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Is Alice hot? Is she the big titted blonde? No, no. But she is hot. She's, She's beautiful. definitely great. Mm. Terry and Carl were confronted with their trouble in the guise of Terry's wife, Sharon. Jim was out for the evening. With Polly, he told them. Terry and Carl couldn't figure it out, but they didn't interfere. That had been established as one of the rules of the house. No questions, no outside interferences, unless it was asked for. Okay. That's like a weird rule. No questions. Yeah. Yeah. No, no questions. questions at all? Who bought this milk? No get questions. out of here. Get out of the 
how's your out? <laughs> Terry had seen the letter that came from Polly that morning, the letter addressed to Dan. He also heard a lot of secret muffled telephone conversations being made from the den, but he couldn't make any comment. Dan and Jim would tell them in due time. Yeah, that's how, that's how I imagine it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that. They were probably on the apostrophe phone. Yeah. <laughs> the phone. The <laughs> phone. Terry and Carl had the house to themselves the following night. The fire was blazing in the fireplace, and they began to talk about that first time they'd had sex, that day when it rained so hard, and they fucked the hours away in front of the fireplace in a run-down farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. Which was, like, Carl's shitty home, so... Yeah. Like, his, his home with his awful parents, so that doesn't sound that romantic, but... They started to talk about what they'd done to each other. One thing led to another, and before they could control themselves, they sprawled naked in front of the roaring fireplace. They were bent on reliving the first sex scene together. (laughs) It's very meta. Yeah, Yeah, it it really is. The atmosphere was much more plush and expensive now. But it was the fireplace that enraptured them, and the fact that this fireplace was also in the middle of a living room but a living room far different from the one in Carl's parents' home. Silly poor people with their ugly furnishes. <laughs> and they're women who don't match the oak furnishings. Mm-hmm. Carl sat beside Terry as the flames from their logs splashed lovely patterns over their handsome, perfect bodies. I Wait, they're, they're, they're talking about their this, the flames from their logs. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god. Yeah. That would actually totally work though because everybody's like jackals are like burning on fire. On fire, burning, (laughs) pulsing with heat. Carl sat beside Terry as the flames from the logs splashed lovely patterns over their handsome, perfect bodies. Terry stretched out on his back. Carl reached out and slowly began investigating this beautiful naked man lying before him. He ran his fingers along Terry's chin line down the neck. He fumbled with the nipples on Terry's chest. Ooh, what are these? I'm fumbling. <laughs> Teased them, pinched them, tickled them until they were hard Ooh. and pointed. Fumbling, though. I know. <laughs> Carl leaned over and kissed the nipples, then sucked them one at a time into his mouth. Kiss the nipples. He flicked their ends with his tongue and felt his cock filling with blood getting thicker and thicker, longer and longer. He kissed the chest, nibbling it the lightly. The chest, the nipples. Nibbling it lightly and moved his hand and mouth down across the flat stomach. His tongue investigated the belly button. Of that here. <laughs> he felt the hot, thick head of Terry's swollen prick pressing against his cheek. Why do they keep using the word prick? They, they love do. It. Vic loves the word. Because the word Vic prick, prick to me also like implies like a really small little prick of a dick. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm. And so it just seems like prick it just feels prick. fucking prick. weird. Yeah. I could feel a little well, maybe we'll get another flagpole <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was yeah, yeah, I could be into that. Yeah. Yeah, fuck pole. Fuck oh, pole. That fucking one. pole. That was fucking it. Pole. Fucking pole. That's all it is. It's just a fucking (laughs) Wow. He felt the hot, thick head of Terry's swollen prick pressing against his cheek, so he raised his face and stared at it in all its magnificent splendor. Terry's prick acted like a magnet against his mouth. He couldn't help kissing the huge shaft, but Carl thought about the first night together and the way Terry had fucked his ass. 
He wanted to fuck Terry. He didn't just want to suck his cock. He wanted to get his prick up that beautiful, manly ass. I want to get my prick up that beautiful, manly ass. So manly. He wanted them to be equal in every way, and he knew Terry would want it that way also. He wrapped his hand around Terry's prick, massaging it gently, teasingly. He kept that up for several minutes, watching his own hand as it moved and slipped up and down on Terry's prick. It was a marvelous sight. Finally, he lowered his head and sucked on the prick until it was as hard as it could possibly get. Then he moved. He put his hands between Terry's legs and took the balls into his hand. He toyed with them for several minutes. What are the balls like? Do we know? Oh, they're probably they're huge. Mm. I think they're pendulous. The, peach, the peaches. Pendulous. No, oh, Dan's, that was Dan's. That Dan's? Dan yeah, has peaches. Oh, peach, boy. I peach can't size. keep them all straight. Jeez. <laughs> Don't worry. They aren't straight to begin with. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I walked right into that one. <laughs> Gaily forward. Mm. <laughs> he toyed with them for a few minutes, then gently released them. His fingers moved around into the warm area between Terry's legs. And the Terry's the warm, the warm area. area. Oh, okay. At least it's not burning hot. And Terry unconsciously opened his legs a little farther. Terry felt the warm flesh as his fingers explored the region. Finally, one finger found what it had been longing for. The butthole! Ooh. It pressed against the cheeks of his ass and poked at the hole. Hello! <laughs> you win the prize. Did they use lube? Um, Sometimes they don't. I'm just going to, like, pretend that they did because, like, it's I not, don't... It's quite, you know... Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, you're yeah. having butt sex, it's important they, to have They have mentioned KY, KY and Vaseline, Vaseline and spit. And slobbering. But sometimes, sometimes there has been no lube. Okay, because like KY that. is very explicitly lube. Vaseline, I mean... Yeah. Debatable, yeah. but... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It pressed against the cheeks of his ass and poked at the hole... His cock was throbbing, pulsating, quivering with desire to get into that beautiful, tight asshole. (laughs) Carl moved faster now, being driven by fires which he couldn't put out. Ooh, fire's back. He straddled Terry, pushing his huge prong (laughs) (laughs) hard against Terry's crotch. He wasn't as expert at fucking as Terry was and (laughs) poked around a few times. Oops, sweet. <laughs> Always finding the wrong place for his prick head. What? <laughs> I always seem to find the wrong place for this prick head. It's really a common problem of mine. Mm. I mean, I think that's probably accurate. It's just so funny that Vic is so obsessed with like describing how bad people are when they do things for the first time. But yeah. I guess it's realistic. Maybe it's, it's part like, of like, a, the, like a sort of like relatable thing. Like yeah. you're a new gay boy. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you don't know where to put your prick head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think that it like adds to the fantasy of of like yeah. seducing a straight boy mm. to the dog yeah. side. Yeah, the, the gay, <laughs> the gay fun side. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gay side is the fun side. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He wasn't as expert at fucking as Terry was, and poked around a few times always finding the wrong place for his prick head. But Terry lay there and let Carl do what he wanted to do. Their lips met. Terry's arms went around Carl. Carl finally got the head of his pulsing prick up against the hole. It started in. He began wow. to push. He pushed harder. The head slipped in. Deeper. That's not always how it happens. No. But not without lube. Not without lube. No, I'm not without sure lube. And no one mentioned lube, lube, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so sure it would just slip in like that. Nope. Maybe, maybe they're sweaty. 
Well, the fire is raging. Yeah. 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 And they do have fires they can't put out. Yeah. Indeed. The head slipped in, deeper and deeper. He started to thrust in and out, surprised that Terry was showing no signs of pain or discomfort. Am I hurting you? Carl asked softly. Yes, Terry answered. <laughs> but I know it's what you want, so go ahead, Carl. Use some fucking lube. Do yeah. it. Yeah, just leave some oh, so, why, so he doesn't want it after hurt. I think he does. I think he wants it. I think yeah. he, it just hurts. But he's kind of like, well, it's what you, I know. It's what you want. So go ahead. So I'm like, does he not want it? Um, wait. Is he just a talk? There was a t- who had that sex where he was being split in half and was so into it. It was like really painful sex. Was that Terry? Oh. That might have been Dan being split in half by Terry, or Terry being split in half by Dan. I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, because they're now platonic friends. Yeah, yeah, but they used to be fucking <laughs> friends. I don't know. It may be that Terry's really into painful sex. Right. Because there was a chapter where, like, someone Somebody. was being fucked very painfully, yeah. and he was so into it. Like, when Dan and Terry had sex, it was know, like a battlefield. Yeah. Oof. Was there blood? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no it wasn't that. I don't know. Yes, Terry answered, but I know it's what you want, so go ahead, Carl. Do it. Do it hard. Carl moved his hips slowly, sinking his prick deeper and deeper, and finally he had himself buried completely in Terry's ass. His pubic hair was pressed up against the ass cheeks. Against Terry's half-parted lips, Carl muttered, And now, ma'am. <laughs> it's too good. And now, man, I'm going to fuck the hell out of you. Oh, no. Terry smiled up at him. The sexiest thing he can say to (laughs) Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. (laughs) Terry smiled up at him. He opened his mouth over Carl's and put his tongue out and felt around inside Carl's mouth. Their tongues lashed around inside each other's mouths. (laughs) Very funny. Like a sword fight. <laughs> well, they're all manly men. Yeah, they sword fight with their tongues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kiss grew more and more passionate, more and more intense. Carl's thrusting grew faster as his huge prick plunged and pushed in and out of the asshole. They were in each other's arms, their chests pressed together. Terry's legs were entwined around Carl's waist, and Terry's asshole was accepting that huge, young cock, loving every inch of it, releasing it, accepting it, releasing it, sucking it in, then out, then in. (laughs) No. Those muscles again. (laughs) (laughs) He moved his hips with Carl's movements. At the same time, their hot bodies were hugging tight to one another. Never before was Terry so aware of a closeness, a closeness that he never wanted to lose. They were one, he told himself. Uh, okay. Sounds like they're really making love. Yeah. 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 Then Carl gave a final thrust, burying himself as deeply as he could into Terry's ass. Terry could feel the white hot jism. <laughs> no! Jism again! No! I've only seen it once in this chapter. Oh, it's very nice and word that Vega Blake likes to use. Yeah. His cock throbbed and pumped, and his own cum shot up between their bodies, gluing them together forever. What? <laughs> and that's how the story ends. Oh, forever. forever. They're just stuck. They've managed, they've, they've achieved the queer dream. 
<laughs> delude ourselves together we with are our own <laughs> Uh, Maybe jisma is like specifically adhesive. It's like this special kind of like. It's not just cum. It's yeah. like it's like jisma. It's jisma. Yeah. It's gorilla jisma. <laughs> <laughs> it's carpenter carpenter jisma. Carl let his cock stay in the slippery stretched hole. They kissed and loved, heedless of everything and everyone around them. They were alone in the world of love and nothing. Nobody could trespass the boundaries of their love. Until But someone did. Yeah. Isn't this cozy? Sharon said viciously. <gasps> what? She walked in she on just them? Walk they in? were so busy. She's me. <laughs> they're glued together now. What are they going to do? Right? <laughs> I literally cannot fucking believe that they like didn't lock the door or something. I know. I mean, now his lift dick is in the stretched out slippery asshole. What are they going to do? Right? They're stuck together. This is crazy. Go. He's going to have a hard time convincing. <laughs> not on a yeah. yeah. Wasn't me. <laughs> Isn't this cozy, Sharon said viciously, standing in the doorway of the living room. Surely you'd think to lock your door when fairies fuck. Okay. You okay. would actually okay. think yeah. to do that. When fairies fuck. I wish that was the title of this book. When fairies fuck. That is a great <laughs> title. Yeah. The perversity of females when fairies fuck. She said, with acid dripping from her mouth. Both men sat bolt upright. Both men? Both men. <laughs> Did I do a Canadian thing? Both men sat bolt upright. Despite their nakedness, their erections, they did nothing for a moment but stare in disbelief at the woman standing in the doorway. Fair. What in the hell are you doing here? Terry demanded, finally coming back to his senses. Just passing by, Sharon said flippantly. I thought I'd pay you a visit. Her eyes were like those of a serpent. She was coiled, ready to strike, and now she had the target she needed to strike at. I kind of don't blame her being so I mean, fucking pissed. Yeah. Not right? Yeah, I don't blame her at all. Yeah. I'm like, hello, you're the one. She was the one who was accused of being gay. And yeah, so, so true. Be sued. Yeah. And then this guy's the homo. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you go, Sharon. Yeah, I'm true. Behind Very her. true. You get the hell out of here, Terry shouted, fumbling for his clothes. Sharon merely laughed in his Just face. Just like he fumbled for the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I would have also laughed in his face. Yeah. Aren't you going to introduce me to your little friend? She asked sarcastically, eyeing Carl, who was all but cringing in the corner of the fireplace. Get out. Not on your life, Sharon spat. Not on your life. I was going to ask you to forget about the divorce. I thought we might make some kind of bargain, but I see now that I have all the evidence I need to really swing you around by your big, hairy balls, she said. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, way to go. She eyed Carl again. This little trick will come in real handy when I have him subpoenaed to testify. Carl couldn't find his voice. He was scared half out of his wits. Don't you dare, Sharon. I'm warning you. You leave Carl alone. Do you hear me? Oh, Carl, huh? That's his name. Very interesting. She merely stood her ground. Oh, Carl. Is that his name? <laughs> Are you Vic Plain? <laughs> Twist. Let's keep going, everyone. Well, it won't be hard to find out his last name and check to see if his parents are aware of the kind of life you're making him live. He's not making me do anything I don't want to do, Carl shouted, finally finding his voice and ready to do battle for the man he loved. Oh, boy. Very touching, my dear, sweet little man, Sharon said. My dear, sweet little man. 
But unfortunately, a judge won't share that opinion with you. My husband might get a nice long jail sentence. Sharon, stop this, Terry yelled. What do you want? He was beginning to sweat. Everything was falling about him in ruins. Everything, she said simply. Just every goddamn thing you have, and ha. then some, ha. she added. Fair enough. Terry gazed lovingly at Carl. He knew Sharon had him in a corner. He was beaten, but he had to keep Carl safe and out of harm's way, and he knew they'd send him to a boys' camp if all this mess came out into the open. A boys' camp? Is that camp? like a street camp? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, oh. like a rehabilitative... Conversion therapy. I'm sure it was, yeah. Okay, Sharon, that's far enough. He fell into a chair and finished lacing his shoes. Okay, Sharon, have your lawyers call me tomorrow. We'll work something out. There's nothing to work out, Sharon said angrily. I told you I want everything, Terry, including your skin and the hide of this little tramp. Uh, no, so she's thank going you. for it anyway. Okay. He didn't know that he'd gotten to his feet. He didn't know that he'd rushed at Sharon and hit her. Uh. He wasn't conscious of anything until he heard the door slam and Sharon's car grind its way down the drive and out onto the highway. That's, he couldn't help himself from assaulting her. That was a really bad call, yeah. Terry. Mm-hmm. You're gonna fucking, you're gonna screw yourself with that. Dude. That's your defense? Couldn't, I just wasn't thinking. Panic seized Terry. He wasn't thinking as he rushed out of the house. He got into his car just as Carl came racing after him in a state of half-undress. Terry backed the car out of the drive and took after Sharon, leaving Carl standing there, yelling at the top of his lungs for Terry to come back. But Terry had to stop Sharon. He had to stop her from whatever damage that twisted mind of hers was cooking up. And what the Mm. fuck is he going to do? I mean, she's, like, not that twisted. She, like, he accused her of being gay, and then he was going to sue her. Yeah. And then she found out that he was gay, and so she's super pissed. Yeah. She's, like, just, like, wants to take all his fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? She, like, also had her life ruined by him. Yeah. Yeah. Ruined. Also, he's loaded, so. Sharon saw the headlights gaining on her. She glanced at the speedometer. She was going 55. That was nothing. She's going to die. She's going to die. That's convenient. Yeah. That was nothing. She could easily get her little sports car up to 110, maybe more, and she shoved her foot down on the accelerator and watched the needle climb. Sharon glanced into the rearview mirror. The lights of Terry's car were receding backwards. She eased her foot off the accelerator in order to make the curve. When she straightened out again, the highway stretched on for miles in one narrow, unwinding ribbon. She glanced again in her rearview mirror. Terry was gaining on her. She shoved her foot back down on the accelerator and again watched the needle begin to move higher and higher. 80, 85, 90. This is bad. This is and bad. these are miles, right? Not yeah. kilometers? Uh-oh. Real bad. Terry's headlights were still behind her, far behind her, but she had to lose them completely. She was suddenly afraid. She knew Terry's temper. She'd lived with it long enough to know that he'd really hurt her if he caught her, especially tonight in the frame of mind he was in. Okay. Okay, that's fucked. Yeah, it's really fucked. Yeah. Yep. I don't think that Sharon's done anything really no, wrong. And except it sounds like Terry's an abusive prick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, except for threatening the kid with, like, conversion therapy. Like, this is really bad. The needle touched 100 on the speedometer. Terry's headlights were still there. Where in the hell are the cops? Sharon asked aloud. She wanted someone, anyone, to come between her and Terry's car, but the road was completely deserted. She saw the lights of the city far in the distance. They represented safety. 
Once near the city, there would be patrol cars, traffic. She could lose Terry once she got closer to the city. She would lose him and then ruin him. She'd get her revenge on that goddamn pervert, she kept telling herself. Yeah. 105 miles an hour. The lights of the city were getting nearer, but when she glanced in the mirror again, she noticed that Terry was also getting nearer. She had to get away from him. She couldn't let him catch up on her. Her foot had the accelerator pedal flush with the floorboards. The needle crept to 110 and wouldn't go any further. She breathed a sigh of relief when she glanced in the mirror and saw Terry's car far, far behind her. He couldn't catch her now. He'd never catch her again, ever. She was free of him. She was reaching the safety of the city, and once there, she could really draw every ounce of blood from Terry's body. She didn't see the construction sign. Yeah, there you go. Because she was too intent upon reaching home. She didn't see or hear anything but the squeal of her own brakes as the front of her sports car hit the construction barrier. She thought she heard a terrible, horrible scream, her own scream, and then she heard nothing. She saw nothing. She'd never see or hear anything again. That's the end of the chapter. Holy shit. R.I.P. Sharon. I just got a shiver at the end of that chapter, (sighs) reading that line. That was so abusive wow. and terrible. Mm-hmm. It's so awful because you you know that they're going to be celebrating this. Yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. are, of yeah. course. Yeah, that this is like a win. They're yeah. free of her now. Yeah. And he gets to keep his riches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah. Holy he was going to do shit. literally the same thing to her. Yeah. Yeah, except it wasn't even true. Yeah, and it wasn't even true. He made lie. it up. I guess it's time. <laughs> For Killjoy Corner. I mean, I feel like this whole thing was a Killjoy. Yeah, this every whole... moment, <laughs> except for when they glued themselves together. <laughs> yeah, I was into that. Yeah, Jism. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely like uh, every okay. every point. Yeah, that has been just a Killjoy. Oh, just this whole thing, both chapters. I mean, we knew we were gonna get the women, like in their lives again because the whole back of the book is about that and we are nearing the end of the book mm-hmm. folks so yeah. it's going to be a happy ending yeah things had to come to this though yeah. I think that this might be the penultimate episode well probably because they're going to find out that you know Polly is not really preggers and she'll be humiliated mm-hmm. and then they'll go on living in their blissful house I just, like, of course Vic Blake would kill at least one of them. Well, I mean, in also, a book about very... homosexuals and there's women in it, somebody's got to die. Yeah. Well, it's also very interesting that she was, like, connected to that lesbian and mm-hmm. now she's dead. I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't the lesbian that yeah. died. Yeah. I mean, I wonder why also, like, that she put, that Vic put in this whole thing about demonstrating that clearly Terry's super abusive. Because it sounds right. yeah. like Sharon was terrified at the yeah, end there. Yeah. And she wanted to get to the city not just to ruin Terry, but because she thought he's gonna she's fucking kill her. Yeah, exactly. She wanted to be feel safe. Yeah, because like, he's like so violent mm-hmm. and yeah. she knew that he would probably beat the shit out of her and he did just hit her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's just interesting that he brought in that and then that that to him didn't seem like Right? He's a bad person. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It just like yeah. totally normalizes Normal. that kind of abusive behavior. Yeah. In men, whether they're gay or not, yeah. you can you can still be abusive towards women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially your wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's really messed up. Like, why does Vic think that that's okay? We know why. <laughs> yeah. Why, Janet? I mean, I think why? Vic is, is Terry, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 
I don't know about his rugs at home, but <laughs> they're probably plush. He's probably got a great fireplace. Yeah. And a yeah. terrible personality. Mm-hmm. And jizma all over the surfaces. Jizma Glue yourself to your lover. The new chocolate. <laughs> well, can we do something that's like cleansing of that a little bit at the yeah, end? Yeah, right? Because it's feeling yeah. a bit like... Intense. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's a weird thing, not wanting to like essentialize women or Mm -hmm. like, you know, how that works, but Mm -hmm. I like their hair. (laughs) Yes. Not to essentialize them, but they've got great hair. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they put up with like so much shit and like, again, not to reduce, but like so much strength in women. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You took it from me. Well, that's because I'm but, so strong. Yeah. <laughs> well, can we find any strength in, like, Polly and Sharon? I think so. Oh, I think yeah. that for all their, like, conniving plans and plotting, they, like, are being assertive and, mm-hmm. like, defending themselves in mm-hmm. situations that are Yeah, against these, like, shitty really partners who have yeah. been, like lying to them and yeah. cheating on, on them that. and gaslighting them yeah. this yeah. whole time. We don't yeah. contone, contone. We don't contone anything. We condone <laughs> nothing either regarding the uh, like extreme homophobia. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. like that sucks. Yeah. But like for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean I think it's also a common reaction right like just when somebody comes out to you at first it's like a lot of people react with a lot of homophobia as well and I think and they're defensive and it's quick if your partner is like I'm gay it's quick to be so angry and just demonize them in whatever way you can Mm -hmm. because it represents a loss to you and especially if we think about where these women are situated who are probably like economically dependent on these Mm -hmm. men also yeah um yeah and relatively and the thing with Sharon too is that like Sharon knew that he was like quote swinging with men like mm-hmm. that's the language that's been used mm-hmm. in the book for a long time mm-hmm. and has been like trying to quote catch him but like okay. she's known about it mm-hmm. for and so long and he's denied it he yeah. repeatedly yeah. denied it yeah so I actually like don't believe that if Terry were to like come out to Sharon in like a kind and considerate way, aka not cheating on her and lying to her and mm-hmm. telling her that she's like making this up and accusing her of being a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, and then like using that to divorce her and say he's gonna sue her and like take all of her money, whatever money she has. Yeah, like I'm sure she would have reacted in a very different way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll miss you, Sharon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, poor Sharon and poor Alice. Like, Alice is deeply in love with Sharon. Oh, no. Alice is going to be devastated. Yeah. Oh. And, like, they never did anything. They never cheated. It was just, like, unrequited love. It's just so sad. I mean, like, I really feel like this is a lesbian tragedy novel without even meaning to be. Yeah. It's like, oh, my my beloved, who I've never been able to do anything with, has this awful abusive husband who then, like cheats on her and like lies and stuff and then drives her off the road and she dies like that's just like yeah maybe this story's about sharon yeah yeah i want to read the alice story i, I want to read the alice and sharon one yeah. but then i want it to be a happy I ending me too i don't want sharon yeah. yeah no yeah 
you know, I'm really excited to get to the end of this book and to get to, like, a, a dyke novel. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. yeah. That'll be yeah. so good. Once I'm happy. Well, you know what? I have a feeling that any lesbian novel will also have a lot of sadness in it. I was yeah, going to say, when you said yeah. that this, like, happens to be, like, a lesbian tragedy, I was like, hmm, so... A lesbian is in it, you say. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, and with thanks that, for thanks so much for us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming. It was so great having you. Especially yeah. those downer, though. Yeah. yeah. We'll bring you in again for the lesbian novel. Yes. Yeah. We'll find a good chapter yeah. for you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Maddie will be yeah. reading that one. Yeah. Yes, I will. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Make sure to uh, review us if you'd like. Subscribe and review. It really does help. I mean, not that I don't know. All the other podcasts say that it really does help. So you can. I do mean, that. we're not funded, so I don't actually know if it'll matter. But yeah. <laughs> well, it won't well, actually I matter. Think that it'll help get us uh, out to more years, which is what yeah, we want. Mm-hmm. and maybe actually some funding, which would be cool. So pay me. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Hashtag right. pay me. Wham. Bang. Bang. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Homo Files. Have a great night. Or day. Or day. Or, or morning. Oh. Bye. Bye. Bye.